Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! What a pass! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. When you come from Portsmouth and live in Portsmouth, you grow up wanting to play for Portsmouth. If I can lead the boys to success and lead the team out, that would be a real dream come true. Action and reaction. Such a massive club. I'm so, so happy to be a part of this, this journey and hopefully get this club to the next level and where it wants to be. Giving Pompey fans a voice. That's what makes this football club so special is the fans. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I'm an adopted one now. I love this football club. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a lot long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. From Sydney to Brisbane, Brisbane Road Stadium that is, Cassini Yenge on target yet again for the Blues on Saturday at Leighton Orient. Made up to the appearance without scoring. He's looking to make it four in eight days. Yenge steps up and scores the other way. Rolls it to the goalkeeper's right. Four goals for Portsmouth for Cassini Yenge. Four today for Portsmouth. The young Aussie striker bagged his fourth goal in three games at the weekend, putting the final nail in the coffin of Orient to help Pompey to a 4-0 victory and their first of the new league campaign. We'll be discussing the impact he's had to the side, as well as that of Joe Rafferty too. He contributed to two assists at Brisbane Road and he's been speaking about the win and what's to come next. There's nothing better than the way you win when you come away and you have a good journey home on the coach. Equally, when you get beat, it's an absolute nightmare, so we'll enjoy it, but we'll focus now on Tuesday. Between now and seven, we'll also hear from head coach John Rusino, who discusses what pleased him most at the weekend. The defensive organisation and how hard the lads worked to get themselves out of a relatively poor start. That's what you have to do, you've got to dig in. And um, yeah, also, I just think how clinical we were in the final third, and we created quite a few chances, and that was, you know, really happy with that. And we also want to hear from you tonight, Blues fans. Get in touch with all of your post match thoughts and score predictions too, because later on we'll be looking ahead to the midweek visit of. Exeter City to PO4. Use at ExpressFM if you're on Twitter. Email us at sport at expressfm.com. Otherwise, there's facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Text the word Express followed by your name and message to 81400 or download the new ExpressFM app and reach us through there. You're listening to 93.7 ExpressFM on this Monday evening. A very warm welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along to yet another instalment of the Football Hour here at 93.7 Express FM, driven to you, as always, by our good friends over at Stagecoach Across the South, getting you from A to B across the South, South Coast and through Hampshire as well, with a minimum of fuss. Visit Stagecoach Bus to, for more of it. Dot com for more information. I wish I could get my uh, my my quotes out with a minimum of fuss. Uh, Stagecoachbus.com uh, for more information on the services they can provide. Stop laughing. I've not sorry, brought, not brought you in yet, Tom. Breaking before fall already. Speaking of four, plenty of fours today. Has Mercasini Yenge with his fourth goal of the campaign at the weekend at Brisbane Road, helping Pompey to a 4-0 victory over Leighton Orient. On the show tonight, we'll be discussing that win for the Blues, as well as, of course, coming on to talk about 
the midweek visit of Exeter to Fratton Park. The games are coming thick and fast. There are three home matches coming within the space of seven days from tomorrow. 81400, of course, the number to text if you want to get involved tonight. Pompey fans, start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com. Find us on Twitter at expressfm, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live, and of course, the new ExpressFM app as well. Right. Without any further ado, let's head into the action from Saturday. A reminder of the Blues 4 0 romp over Leighton Orient. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is. You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Pompey in an attacking position. We've not said that too many times. Can they attack the box with White trying to get the cross into the near post? To Sadie, short, deflected, loose and cleared away. Sadie didn't really connect with the effort. 0-0. Tick past the midway point of the first half. Rafty delivering towards the near post. Loose ball. Pack helps it on and helps it into the net. Off the post. Again in slow motion. The ball trickles towards the goal. And it kisses the post and finds its way into the back of the net. And with 23 minutes gone, it's Leighton Orient nil, Portsmouth 1. There's a mistake and a chance for Leighton Orient, a real chance and they've blown it. Shot to see, thought the ball was going behind. Monker had the opportunity and Regan Paul has saved a goal with a brilliant, brilliant bit of defending 1-0. White will pick it up, back to goal, right corner of the box, goes back to Rafferty. Ball now comes in, decent delivery, Bishop's there and Bishop scores! with the cross yet again and when you saw the freeze frame of the ball heading to Bishop's head him getting away from the defender you knew there was likely to only be one outcome Leighton Orient nil Portsmouth 2 the halftime whistle goes here at Brisbane Road back to White Leighton Orient opened up here Scully leaves it for Bishop and he strikes it well but wide on the right wing Gavin White coming forward now for Pompey early cross looking for Bishop and Beckles has scored a terrible own goal had to try and play the ball and it spun off his shin over the goalkeeper into the top corner he couldn't have planted it beyond his own goalkeeper any better than that Gavin White is going to get the congratulations for Portsmouth. It is a long, long, long way back for Leighton Orient. Leighton Orient nil, Portsmouth three. Sparks into the penalty area with his right foot, thought about hitting it. Lays it off for Scully, chipped into the middle. Yengi at the far post, Pack nods it down. Yengi surely being fouled. Yengi cannot believe a penalty's not given. And the penalty is now given. The assistant uh, yeah, referee, so. that's got to be a red card for Beckles. Yes. It's just a yellow, but... Yankee's not made a Portsmouth appearance without scoring. He's looking to make it four in eight days to start. Cassini Yankee. he went high to the keeper's left with his penalty on Tuesday. Yankee steps up and scores the other way, rolls it to the goalkeeper's right. Four goals for Portsmouth for Cassini Yankee. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There we go then, the highlights from the weekend's victory at Leighton Orient. Let's uh, catch up with some of the other results from across the division then. Bristol Rovers 1, Barnsley 1, Burton Albion 0, Derby County 3, Cheltenham 0, Bolton 3, Exeter City tomorrow's opponents 0-0 with Blackpool, Fleetwood 0, Cambridge United 2, Lincoln City 3, Wickham 0, 
Oxford 1, Carlisle United 0, Peterborough 1, Charlton 0, Port Vale 1, Reading 0, Stevenage 2, Shrewsbury 0, Wigan Athletic 2, Northampton Town 1. Let's take a look at the uh, Skybet League 1 table then. Um, Pompey, they are up to 6th in the division. Four points from their opening two games. A win and a draw, of course. A goal difference of plus 4. Tomorrow's opposition, Exeter, 7th. Same points, but one behind on goal difference. The top two consist of Bolton and Cambridge, with Stevenage, Peterborough and Barnsley occupying the remainder of those playoff places. Down at the bottom, Wigan Athletic, despite two victories on the bounce to start their campaign, they, of course, started on minus eight points. They now have minus two. Wickham, Leighton Orient and Burton Albion make up the relegation zone all without a point this season. Uh, likewise, with Cheltenham, Reading and Northampton outside of the drop, uh, the drop zone, also without a victory this campaign. Right, so off to off to talk about Pompey then. And, um, yeah, a... Uh, oh, hang on. Is that a 4-0 win? It was. Oh, he's even bought the music. Haven't had this for a while on the show. It has been a while. It has. Yes. This is a lovely song. Yeah. I didn't have time to get the klaxon out. No, that's all right. But we'll pretend. But we'll take this. Yeah. Go south. Go south. (laughs) There's a team down there. Morning, Andrew. I think this is ready too. (laughs) A lot of flair. flair. Was a lot of flair. Yeah. Particularly if your name is Alex Robertson. Yes. Yes, fantastic. Well, if you couldn't gather by now, Pompey fans, a 4-0 victory means only one thing. We have uh, 4-0 written all over it on himself, Mr. Tom Chappell. Good evening. Very good evening. We, uh, good evening, Jake. We, 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 we have <laughs> another. Evening, we have a four nil colleague with us as well. We do indeed. We have uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Andrew Barney Barnard, also from four nil written all over it. Glamorous intro. Thank you very much, Jake. You're very welcome. And um, we joked about it on um, on Saturday. Tom, I made a cheeky little appearance on the show. You did. You. Um, we we said off air, off camera, if you can call it. Um, we made a little sort of little bet. That whenever Pompey win 4 0 this season, you have to come on the next edition of the Football Hour because it's only fair. Of course. And of course, we won 4 0 straight away. So <laughs> it didn't last long, did it? <laughs> it didn't last long at all. So we'll save that before every game and you'll be on every week, of course. which is fantastic. Um, apologies to Mr. Jeff Harris. <laughs> He's been the uh, the he's been dropped from today's lineup. He messaged me about it as well. <laughs> How he, on earth have I been dropped? I'm oh, sorry, mate. It's the rules. Four 0 he, he will he will be back. I promise you. Jeff Harris will be on uh, a fortnight from now, uh, the twenty eighth. So, yeah, preview the Carabao Cup tie, Peterborough. Anyway, four 0 Tom. Great result. Did yes. you see that coming? Not at half time. I didn't know because oh. I thought we were a little bit flattered by 2-0 at the break I, Messino said it and I'm sure we'll hear from him later on in the show and we'll hear from Rafferty as well they weren't actually particularly pleased with that first half performance I don't think any of us travelling Pompey fans were either it's not fortuitous to be 2-0 up because I think we did enough to score the goals and if you're 2-0 up you can't argue with it but performance wise I didn't think we were quite at the races I don't think overall we really got out of second or third gear on Saturday really um, and I think a couple of Leighton Orion fans saying to me afterwards oh that was the you know injury striker and we it's the worst we've been for a while and then a uh, mate of mine Jake said that uh, who's a Lincoln fan said oh it's only a newly promoted side and I go absolutely not 4-0 wins a 4-0 win in League One yeah. you take it every day of the week and we did we did win 4-0 delighted we did Lots of, a couple of good goals one slightly fortuitous Yangi on the score sheet again what more can you ask for 
and I, I do agree, Barney, with the statement, you know, let's not get too carried away. We are only two games into a new season. There is a lot of football uh, still to be played. And yes, the, the, the fact is true. They are a newly promoted side. But let's not beat around the bush. They're not a bad team. You know, we, we, Tom said there they showed glimpses of promise on Saturday. They won the league in League 2 by quite some distance for a very good reason. Um, but the contrast is you compare this team that John Messino has assembled to perhaps teams of, of, of past down the last couple of years in League One how often do we win 4-0 it doesn't matter whether they're a newly promoted team mm-hmm. this, this this Pompey side perhaps wouldn't have won 4-0 this time last season yeah you can see the the team uh, really dug in at points when we were both I think 1-0 and 2-0 up in the first half we there was a goal line clearance um, I think Regan Paul jumped in to cover his own mistake uh, Shog Nessie made a couple of great blocks mm. you, you, as much as there was bits where you could pick out and say this wasn't great that wasn't great there was equally plenty of effort to make sure that we justified earning that 2-0 lead at half-time. And yeah, following on from your, your sort of point and question, that it, there's, a, there's a unique morale uh, in, in the team. Hmm. Um, so... Yeah, it's fantastic what they seem to be doing at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. A, a quote I did enjoy from the weekend, Tom. I'm sure you've seen it. From the man in the opposition dugout, Richie Wellens. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll read this quote out. Not once did I look at them, Pompey, and uh, think they wowed us. They just defend the box well and attack balls in the other. Tom? Um, look, I, I, I agree with a sentiment perhaps didn't wow them, but if all we did was defend the box well and attack balls in the other, what else is there really to football? Isn't that the, the idea? It's the bread and butter of winning games, yeah. isn't it? That Yeah. Um, I mm, take issue slightly. A 4-0 win is a wow. As a result, it's a wow. It wasn't a wow performance. And I said to you just now, we didn't get out of second or third gear. And I think that's what he's referring to. Um, yeah, I, I think it's always not going to be it's going to be something to poke fun at an opposition manager after a big <laughs> win for us is, is always going to be you know we, we've had plenty of run-ins with Jerry Barton and his post-match comments over the years you know there was the um, Nigel Adams has, has had some some fun not Nigel Adams what's the um, Derek the, Adams Derek Adams that's the one Nigel Adams is a yeah down the road isn't he for what, a, was what's your mouth that's Nigel Adkins but Who's Nigel Adams then? I don't think they exist. No one exists called sure. Nigel Adams. You know what I mean. It's been a long weekend. Um, Nigel Adams is the former Minister for Sport and Civil Society <laughs> in the United Kingdom. I've been done by a Jake Smith Wikipedia search there, haven't I, very quickly. Um, yeah, always fun, always easy to poke fun at what opposition managers say after a heavy defeat to us, a heavy win Pompey's way. I think, uh, yeah, that's no different from which he went. I actually quite like him as a manager. He's, you know, he's won one league two, nicked the Papa John's paint pot trophy office with Salford a couple of years ago too. So I think, and a lot of people have been predicting Leighton Orient. I said in my League One predictions, 14th for Leighton Orient. Mm. And a lot of people were thinking the same thing. So it's a scalp, 4-0 win against a, a mid-table team in League One. You take that every day of the week. Absolutely, you've just compared, you've just contrasted two of your favourite managers, haven't you? Nigel Adkins, Derek Adams. That's the one. You put them together. That's it. Thank you, Tom. Uh, let's hear now from Joe Rafferty, the uh, Pompey defender. Two assists for him at the weekend. He's been speaking to Max Watson. Well, Raf, congratulations on the victory. How much did you enjoy that one? <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, it's a tough place to come here, so to you know, obviously win four 0 got a clean sheet away from home, four goals. Job well done. Four of those goals you provided two of them. Can you just talk us through those assists for us? Yeah, the, fir- the first one um, off the corner, we, we worked a little bit um, through the week yesterday and the day before on. 
you know, Chris making the movements, putting in a good area. And you know, when the, when all the boys are attacking it and we get the goal, it it, um, it works out really well. And a first clean sheet. How pleased are you for that for you and the rest of the back line? And how nice is it to, to get that one off your backs as well early on in the season? Yeah, you know, it's it's what we work on. We work really hard. Um, work hard with Zesh during the week um, defensively as a unit to get that clean sheet. And um, I thought we were we were we were solid defensively today. And you know, it showed in the in the four 0 win. The gaffer said in his interview about the first half and how it could have been better. That was his message at the break. But what were, what were you saying to each other as, as players at half time? Um, at at half time, yeah, the, the gaffer came in and said we, you know, we could have been better. But for us, it's important. We were two 0 up. It's just important at that point. You've got you've got two goals there, so it's important to just, especially defensively as a team, to, to stay solid and you've got something to hang on to. Um, hang on to that. Get good foundations and build from there, and we went on and got another two, and it's a fantastic day. Going to ask you about the sort of the squad as a whole. Obviously, there's lads that have missed out today, um, which is obviously tough for them. But how important is it that you stick together as a group, both you know you guys that are out on the pitch, those on the bench, and, and those that don't make the squad as well? Yeah, you know we've we've got a really good squad in terms of um, quality and personalities, and you know the the players you are here, there's going to be chances all, all year. The, the, definitely going to be chances all year so they've just got to stay focused on what to do and make sure you, you look at you look at Connor Shaughnessy uh, when the squad he's been outstanding today um, got himself a clean sheet so he, he's just a he's basically a, a lad who anyone can look up to and say you know I'll have a bit of that and what's the mood in the dressing room like after that one yeah it's brilliant you know there's nothing better you know we're, um, there's nothing better than the way win um, when you come away and you have a good journey home on the coach um, equally when you get beat it's it's an absolute nightmare so we'll enjoy it but we'll focus now on Tuesday and It's a, a brilliant day out for the fans what's your message to them after another top showing from them? Yeah the, the, fan, the fans are outstanding again I thought um, I know it's probably well, one of the closest ones for them um, so the fans are brilliant and hopefully they can keep going um, up and down up and down the country and keep supporting us and just on to Tuesday as well how much are you looking forward to that one on the, on the back of such a such a brilliant victory today yeah it gives us gives us confidence going into that on Tuesday um, so you know I think I think it's on Sky isn't it, on Tuesday so we'll go into that with confidence um, and hopefully get another three points the post-match thoughts of Joe Rafferty after Saturday's 4-0 victory at Leighton Orient Barney um, of course started right back for Pompey on Saturday repaid with faith given to him by the gaffer John Musino two assists on the day fantastic delivery for um for the second goal Colby Bishop we're going to dissect the goals in detail after the break but we really need that kind of performance from Joe Rafferty didn't we particularly just days after Zach Swanson's display at Forest Green Rovers just for him not to be even included within the squad on Saturday goes to show the strength we've got in depth this year yeah I mean you you can't argue with Musino's choices when you've got a right back that's made three assists in two games he's justifying his decisions really isn't he um when you've got that choice uh it's a it's a it's, the, it's a cliche but it is <laughs> it's amazing to have that kind of those choices mm. it's better than being short on numbers because mm. of injuries or people not performing so far yes only three games but he's giving his players are giving him a dilemma because they're all seemingly producing even I, I referred to it last night on Tom's final live that even Kamara in the first half he gave the ball away two or three times however 
he then tracked back and ran back faster than Ogilvy to try and you know make up for his mistakes and we've seen other left wingers who I'm not going to name lose the ball and throw a temper and try and blame someone else and he's I wonder who that might be. I, no idea <laughs> but but camera yeah he 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 did well for himself and mm. some would argue he was maybe unlucky to get subbed at half time but you know what we carried on with another two goals so again a, a great decision by Messino it would appear and speaking of John Messino we'll be hearing from the gaffer after the break he's been speaking about uh, despite his side of course winning 4-0 over the weekend he won't stop until his team achieve perfection I actually thought we were a bit off it in the first half and we came in 2-0 up which is a sign of, of good things to, to not play as well as I think we, we could have done and it's probably been kind and we were just really sloppy I thought we looked a bit leggy a lot of words exchanged at half time between players and coaching staff making sure that we up our standards and um, it was brilliant to hear that from the players as well I think they recognised it and the second half I thought they were outstanding More from Lucino myself, Tom and Barney when the Football Hour returns in just a moment this is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Good evening. Welcome back to part two of tonight's instalment of the Football Hour here at 93.7 Express FM. Brought to you this season by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app right now from the Apple app or Google Play Store. You've got myself, Jake Smith, alongside the guys from 4 0 written all over it, Tom Chappell and uh, Andrew Barney Barnard on the show tonight. Uh, <laughs> you make, make me sound like a wrestler or a UFC fighter, <laughs> like Rock the Dwayne Johnson, as they call him on Wrestle Talk. Like. A cool nickname, you're Barney. Oh, cheers, mate. Thanks. <laughs> I, f- I felt weird just addressing you as Barney Barnard. I don't know. We can just go with Barney. We go we'll with just, Barney. I'll just, I'll just try and get the Twitter handle off we'll uh, the go. Purple Dinosaur. I'll just be at Barney. <laughs> at Barney. <laughs> um, back to Saturday, Tom. 4-0 win for Pompey. We'll come on to the goals in just a second, but the first 20, 21, 22 minutes of the game before Marlon Pack's opener... We were speaking about it in the, in the first part of the show. John Mussino, who we'll hear from in a moment, he demands perfection. He mm. knows it wasn't quite up to the standards that he's been setting. And, and quite frankly, if, if Pompey were to start the game against a, a Derby or a, a Wigan or a, or a Reading or something like that, like they did on Saturday, I don't think they'd get away with the amount of chances that Leighton Orient squandered. You say that, but I think we got away with a lot of derby chances at their place last season and a very similar thing happened. Uh, but I completely take your point. I mean, the the, the argument in your favour there is look at the games that Messino's lost in charge of Pompey and they are the likes of Sheffield Wednesday, Peterborough, uh, etc. So um, I think there's only actually four of them, oddly, which is pretty good going, but I'm sure we could talk about that another time. With close reference to what you're saying there, I actually thought that Pompey were better after both goals went in and I think Leighton Orient played their best football either side of Pompey's goals I feel like it was pretty even Stevens at the even end of Stevens at the start of the game first 20 minutes the goal went in Pompey had a little bit of this sort of oh great 1-0 away from home let's play our football then Leighton Orient sort of crept back into the game Barney was talking about some of the clearances that had to be made and then the second one goes in just before half time and you're like there we go that's lovely great first half but 
that's where the pockets of where John Massino saying we weren't quite at the races come into it because it was not 100% at it. It was 100% at it in the second half. I thought we were excellent. And I said in the video on Saturday night that that is one of the best John Massino halves of football mm. I think I've seen. Take it as an overall performance. I think it was excellent, but particularly as a 45 or whatever it ended up being. Was it seven minutes added on? Something like that. It was quite a lot, wasn't it? Sorry. The second half. Second half. Second half was seven, yeah. Second half was seven. So, you know, you're, you're upwards of 45 minutes, getting on into mid-50 minutes. It was excellent. And yeah. I, I really don't think we put a foot wrong in that second half, honestly. Genuinely one of the best I've seen. I said it this calendar year. I think that's the best half of football Pompey have played for definite. You mentioned there, Tom, um, four losses for John Messino since arriving in January. Spot on with that 26 matches uh, competitively. Four defeats, 12 wins, 10 draws mm. and four losses. That is uh, roughly 1.77 points per game. Pretty good. Which would accumulate across a 46-game season as 81.42. Of course, at this current rate, um, Pompey this season, um, four points out of a possible two, uh, six available two games, uh, which is an average of two points per game, which will take you to 92 points throughout the season. So if you're looking at Barney, the, the record Messino's brought in since arriving in January, you're probably estimating that Pompey are going to achieve somewhere between 81 and potentially 92 points this season. It really does come down to how consistent can they keep it throughout the campaign. Yeah, I mean, if you look at last season, there was, what, three teams on 90-plus points. Mm. That's not going to happen every year. No. You're probably going to get one team, at least. your winners on 90-something points. But I think, like, uh, Sheffield Wednesday ended up... Yes, they got through the playoffs in the end, but uh, they'll, they'll have felt gutted yeah. to have finished third. So if we can have that level of performance and we can push the higher 80s, lower 90s on points, then then yeah, you'd like to hope that that's going to be enough and we can get the automatics or at very worst get into you know, a guaranteed playoff spot, um, which is certainly going to be an improvement on the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, no playoff uh, reach for Pompey in the last three seasons, of course, uh, three uh, consecutive campaigns without getting into uh, the top six. On to the goals then, Tom. The first one, 1-0 Pompey, 23 minutes into the game. Marlon Pack leading by example as the new Blues captain. Mm -hmm. It won't quite really compare to the, the kind of efforts he's he's put in front of Fratton Park over the last no, couple of months. And true. Extra tomorrow night, of course, that, that goal he scored in John Messina's first game. Yes. The cracker from outside the box. It wasn't quite that. It was around about 12, 13 yards out. Tame effort, really into the far corner. Trickled in, off the post. Goalkeeper was rooted. Don't think he thought it was going in. I don't think I thought it was going in, or anyone did. But it just sort of pathetically rolled over the line. Nonetheless, they all count. They all count. Mm. Right place at the right time, and it's actually quite pinpoint accurate. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you can reflect on it glass half full, glass half empty, can't you? You could say he doesn't know a lot about it. I don't think many of the Pompey fans in that way knew a lot about it himself, Barney, and the other boys that were there certainly didn't. Um, and it did feel like it took an age to go in, but ultimately he, he put enough on it. He could have absolutely thrashed it over the crossbar from, from that far out, and we've seen that happen time and again at, at Pompey, but he didn't. It was, uh, yeah, glass half full would be composed, 
pinpoint accuracy as you say yeah re- really good goal and it was actually a captain like performance from him yeah. yesterday as well and I, I think he, he's coming into his groove it would probably describe it as shaky against Bristol Rovers last weekend from Marlon Pack but you know everyone has those games and he's the consummate professional he led by example yesterday and I love the passion at the end as well the passion Jake the passion <laughs> unbelievable on to the second goal then Barney Colby Bishop with his first goal off a new campaign the very well I thought to get in front of the defender um, and very strong header pass for keeper keeper should have done better he got a hand to it yep. um, but it found it's, it's way into the back of the net it's, it's, uh, in my opinion it's a mixture of between a, a strong header but also the keeper's got to be doing a little bit better but I think the two things you take from that are fantastic delivery from the right from Joe Rafferty and Colby Bishop with the former Cassini Yengis on to get his first goal of the campaign will do him a world of good too yeah again I refer to what I said earlier with the uh, the choices that the players are giving Massinho uh, having two strikers scoring goals is, is a fantastic dilemma to have going back to Rafty's cross though yeah what a ball I, I, again I said on Tom's uh, Sunday Live that that cross it, it, it reminded me of a, a classic video of David Beckham at Real Madrid. He whips a ball in from only just inside his own half and it goes sort of over and around three defenders and a midfielder. Lands on the head of old Ronaldo. And, you know, it's, it's been replayed many a time. It's a classic Beckham yeah. assist. It was that level. He's You know, when you look at the goal, he's not that far inside the opposing half. And, yeah, there's a bit of a gap there for Bishop. You shouldn't be leaving a, a striker of his quality with that much space and the keeper should do better those are the kind of errors that uh, their manager that's why he's you know getting so annoyed why he's made he ma- made the comments he has because he's trying to defend himself after the start they've had to the season yeah. that they've had Linda Mail on the emails uh, good evening to yourself you've got the right one this, uh, this time this is yeah. Linda's good. email yeah, thank you Tom for pointing them out <laughs> We've had a good start to the season, but we cannot get carried away. We've been here before, only to go out with a whimper at the end of the campaign. This season, we got our transfer business done earlier than recent seasons, and we seem to have a good depth to the squad. To the extent we could leave Swanson and Towler out of Saturday's squad. What a start. Yengi has had four goals in three matches. Whoever did the scouting of him deserves a pass on mm. the back. I think a bit more of Matt Linder, to be fair. Bishop has got the monkey off his back with scoring on Saturday, and hopefully he now has help up front. We'll come on to talk about the starting lineup and the players that were missing from Saturday in the third and final part of the show Tom but in regards to the the, the point that Linda made at the very start of her email we cannot get carried away we know we can't get carried away but we have just been comparing Joe Rafferty to David Pecker <laughs> in the second game of the season and Marlon Pack to Ronaldo so old Ronaldo old Ronaldo as old well. Ronaldo. yeah so not getting carried away no but we're going up Cheers, Jay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I think all the signs are positive, aren't they? And I, I said at the, the tail end of the video on Saturday that if this is the standard from Pompey this season, then I think we're in a really good place and we're in for a really good year. We said before we went on air that if it's all well and good going away from home being as free scoring and as, as brilliant as we looked uh, although there's an extent to which we were brilliant but particularly second half as as well as we were playing with the with the fluidity and with yeah. the the confidence and and the leisureness really of it but, but not not leisurely in terms of because we did keep going on Saturday I thought I don't think there was a, a stop of the relentless effort because we we were brilliant from minute one to minute 90 yeah. and particularly that second half but yeah you you 
you can only you can be free scoring away from home but if you don't back that up and make Fratton Park a fortress this season then we might as well all just not bother really because that is where the, the points are going to be gained massively if Fratton Park is a place that teams come to and, and really don't want to play their football which is what it has been over the last not over the last few years but before that you know our, our first couple of seasons in this in this division I, I can remember us having some of the best home records in, in the league only uh, I remember there was one season where only Sunderland and, Sh- and Sheffield Wednesday when they were both in the division had better home records than Pompey did uh, and you can look that up and the story will check out but yeah if that's not a fortress this season then that's really our bread and butter yeah. away wins are great you go as win as many away from home at the with respect lesser size like Leighton Orient but back that up at Fratton please Pompey 4-0 winners on Saturday away from home for the first time away from home lads any idea Colchester Colchester yeah 4-0, of course. Uh, Doyle, Bennett, Rose, and uh, the other Doyle on the score sheet um, at Colchester on the 11th of March, 2017, God. six years ago. That was back when both myself and Tom were fresh-faced. We on, were. On 4-0, written all over Bursting it. Bursting onto the scene. I remember those days, yeah. Right, <laughs> <Or> Mika Richards. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, 4-0 for the first time away from home since the promotion season. Which bodes very, very well, does doesn't indeed. it, guys? Does, does bode indeed. very, very well. Um, on to the third goal, um, Barney. Class. Yeah. Fantastic he, finish from Omar Beckles. It, it's, uh, I'm sure I heard it saying it's a potential goal of the season. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it would be. I mean, they haven't scored yet, I don't believe. So well, that is their goal of the season so far. Yeah. Um, if you're forcing players into making mistakes that cause an own goal, again, compliments to the team. Yeah. Um, it was all from Gavin White, wasn't it? It was yeah. all from Gavin White on the right-hand side. Whilst we're here, congratulations yes. to him and his partner for the birth of uh, Teddy today. Yeah, Teddy White. I'm sure we'll be singing his name at Fratton Park down the years. But uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, Barney. It's, uh, it's the work of a player, the product of, of Gavin White's efforts on the right-hand side. And it was Omar Beckles who scuffed it with a fantastic volley into the top corner, looping over the goalkeeper. But it's that kind of pressure you've got to put on the opponent in order to, to get those goals out of them, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, you just hope, hope that we can carry that on we've scored we've started the season for the second season in a row creating goals from the wings which we've been crying out for for a long time um, even if it's not us scoring them then then great it's a goal's a goal doesn't matter how it comes at the end of the day you're not going to look back in 10 years and look at the specifics of who and how and what you just want it to get in the back of the net mm. and finally before the second minute of added time it could only be one person, couldn't it? Tom Cassini Yengi converting from the penalty spot, uh, sending the keeper the wrong way, and it was the goal that the Pompey fans, all uh, 1,200 plus of them at Brisbane Road on Saturday, were crying out for. And I think I heard the chant if Yengi scores, we're on the pitch. Bessino heard that as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, <laughs> because from memory, he, did, he scored and he didn't go on the pitch. So, not that we condone that behaviour, of course. We no. But. Stick to your word, lads. Come on. I think he needs to probably score a couple more for us to end up on the pitch. I don't. I think I, you need to adapt the song to Yangi scores. We're on the pitch unless it's a penalty in the ninety-second minute. Because, yeah, maybe there needs to be the, the the small print needs yeah, to be made clear. Yeah. I I really like the penalty. I like that he is dynamic with his spot kicks. He could have blasted it like he did at Forest Green, but he didn't. He chose a different way, um, and, and, and I like that about him. I like a lot about Yengi. That specifically is a quality I've noticed. And yeah, he he's scoring for fun at the moment, which is really great to see. And it's, it's something that we've missed. I mean, Bishop did it all last season in the league, had some dry patches, but ultimately came out with some really good numbers. If Yengi can be as relentless as he has been for the opening first couple of games, it goes back to the point about if this is the standard, well, if this is Yengi, 
Rangi standard, mm. then he's going to be one hot prospect in League One this season. Tom, thank you. Barney, thank you very much for your contributions so far. On to John Musina now. Max Swatton asked for his summary after the game on Saturday afternoon. Oh, yeah, I've been really pleased with with the three points. Um, that was the most important thing coming here to, to get ourselves off the off the mark in the league with the with a win. Um, and I think in terms of summarising the game, really really pleased with the four goals. I actually thought we were. We're a bit off it in the first half and we came in 2-0 up, which is a sign of, of good things to, to not play as well as I think we, we could have done. And it's probably been kind. We were just really sloppy. I thought we looked a bit leggy. I'm not entirely sure what it was. And um, you know, we weren't a lot of words exchanged at half-time between um, you know, the right way between the players and coaching staff, making sure that we up our standards. And, um, and it was brilliant to hear that from the players as well. I think they recognised it. And the second half, I thought they were outstanding. Um, I thought we were outstanding. We did our job defensively, the organisation was there and we were clinical at times that we needed to be clinical and it's always difficult to away from home with, with the decent side coming out in the second half and, and trying something different and to be as professional as we were in the second half and to, to play as well as we did, just absolutely thrilled. So we were slightly off it in the first half, so what was the message from you in the dressing room at the break? It was that tactically I thought we were absolutely fine and, and we got to grips with the game. The only thing that caused us any problems, I thought, when we, we overplayed slightly at the back and we invited pressure on ourselves. Um, and of course we want to play and it's a fine balance between uh, making sure that we're not, we're not direct every time because we got out and we played some really good football as well. Um, and then also just some, some strange decisions. I thought we weren't running forward or passing forward. Um, I think there was one we tried to shepherd out in the first half which led to Leighton Orient's best chance. It wasn't Leighton Orient carving us up. Um, it was just the fact that we switched off at key moments and we got a bit sloppy. So it was that, it was concentration, all the cliches in the world, concentration, um, sort of desire, the work rate, you've got to step that up and, and credit to the players, they did that really well in the second half. Aside from the four goals, what else pleased you about today? I think that was it really. It was We looked at the game plan, the, the lads really stuck to the game plan against the side who caused a few problems with their shape and the way that they play. This is a side that completely ran away with League 2 last year. They were an outstanding team. They've got some really good players. They've recruited well. Um, I think they'll be good in, the, um, good in this division this year. Uh, so that was really pleasing. Uh, there was some, I suppose the first half was pleasing because we came in 2-0 up having not played very well. And the second half was pleasing because we won that 2-0 with playing really well, I thought. But especially the defensive organisation and how hard the lads worked um, to get themselves out of a, you know, a relatively poor start. Uh, that's what you have to do. You've got to dig in, and um, yeah. Also, I just think how clinical we were in the final third, and we created quite a few chances, and that was you know, really happy with that. Our first clean sheet of the season as well. That must be really satisfying for for you and for the back line and, and Will Norris as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's you know the the back four is um, you know we put a lot of work into that, um, especially Zesh. Zesh essentially takes that unit, and it's a real sort of bonus for for me to be able to focus on other things whilst. Um, you know, he, he takes the, the back eight or the back nine that we, we have in the building and, and works with them day in, day out, and he spends a lot of time doing that. So, um, yeah, it was a collective display, I think, in terms of getting the clean sheet. We always want to say that, but, um, yeah, ultimately you always um, sort of credit the, the back four with a clean sheet and just a nice thing to, uh, or the back five, and just a nice thing to you know, get off the mark with, I think. You made three changes from last Saturday. What did you make of the performances of those who came in? Yeah, so I thought that... Um, Connor Shaughnessy was excellent. He led the or led the back line brilliantly. I, th I thought the two centre halves were, were brilliant. In, in fairness, I'm probably just used to um, Joe Rafferty and, and Connor um, 
being as good as they were today, that they maybe go unnoticed. Their work was was excellent as well. But um, yeah, I thought Connor Shaughnessy coming was brilliant. Christian Staley just gives us something different, and um, his work rate's excellent. He holds the ball up really well. Um, Abu's been absolutely outstanding since he came into the building. He's been brilliant. He's been a breath of fresh air. Young lad, um, 20 years old. Uh, I think he got himself into the game at the back end of the first half. We just thought it was one where, off the back of Tuesday, he played. Forget what the the stats he played. I think more than 90 minutes because of the added time, etc., etc. So um, Abu played a lot on Tuesday. Uh, it's his sort of first full week in um, in League One football, um, and I thought he did some you know really good things. But it was just the right thing I think to do just to protect him um, and, and bring fresh legs on. And a real impact from your bench as well. Obviously Cassini getting the goal. Another brilliant cameo from Alex Robertson as well. Yeah, he looked really sharp, Alex. And um, you know, the only thing he needs to probably add is, is goals and assists now. And uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's looked excellent. Uh, Jack Sparks coming on, he provided us with a bit more energy there. Obviously Cassini, we've spoken about Anthony Scully coming in at half-time and, and doing really well. And it's a really nice option for us to have Sean Raggett coming on just to um, bolster the defence. And again, Connor Shaughnessy moving into the middle of the park, having that versatility. Uh, yeah, some, some really good options. Ultimately, um, I'm trying to convince the players of this, but we have had a couple of lads sat behind me in Ryan Schofield, who was excellent Tuesday night. Um, Terry Devlin was excellent Tuesday night, didn't get on the pitch. Riley Towler didn't get on the squad. Um, I don't really have anything to, to say to him to explain that one away because he's been he's been brilliant throughout pre-season um, and, and he'll be absolutely you know, fine this season. There's no doubt about that. And then we've left players at home as well um, who the other night were, were really, really good. And so it's a really tough decisions to make, but the, that's ultimately the way that the squad has to evolve and behave. You know, make sure it is a really, really difficult decision for us every week to pick a side. Just finally, a word on the fans. <laughs> they were amazing, absolutely amazing. I'm just really pleased that we've given them a, um, you know, given them a, a really good away day. It's probably been, it's been a while, I think, since we, we gave them a proper, a proper away day. And you know, they, they come in their numbers. It's absolutely outstanding what we see week in, week out. And we, we know that. And, you know, genuinely, it's really nice to hopefully, you know, well, to reward them with um, a really decent second half performance and, and goals. I know they want to see uh, attacking football. They, they want to see goals going in. Sometimes we can do that. Sometimes we can't. But um, uh, I think all the things we spoke about there, the basics of the game as well, hopefully they saw that that was something that we were, we were excellent at today. And, and to be fair, when I, have, when I speak to the fans, that's all they ask. They want passion, desire and, and work rate. And, and I think we gave that... that to them today so hopefully yeah they, they enjoy the night and we'll see them on Tuesday I'm just going to add another one on you, you said about the, sort of the difficult decisions you have to make for example leaving Zach Swanson at home and, and Riley Tower out of the squad but how is important is it for those players to, to react well and, and stick together with, with the squad yeah thankfully this week I've had the perfect example because uh, we trained last Saturday morning with Connor Shaughnessy out of the squad he didn't deserve to be out of the squad and he kept his head down, he trained well, he came in Tuesday night and did brilliantly well and all of a sudden I think he's you know, he's right up there today for, for man of the match. So that's the message really, it's, um, it's sometimes very, very difficult to, to drum that into players because I've been in their shoes and you feel so far away from it when actually you're not. You're really, really close to coming on and, and making an impact but you have to keep yourself at it and you have to keep your head up and not let anything drop and, and go from there. The post-match assessment of John Mussino. Very, very good um, post-match assessment um, with John Mussino there speaking to Max Swatton after the full-time whistle at Leighton Orient on the weekend. Right, after the break, we'll be getting the score predictions of both Tom and Barney for Pompey's uh, next league fixture, match day number three of the Skybet League One campaign. They take on Exeter City at Fratton Park tomorrow night. We'll also hear from Kirsty Roxanne, who takes a, uh, a bit of a deeper dive into the opposition, and we'll also 
uh, rein in the final text tweets and emails coming in from back home. Couple coming in as we speak. So do join us for the third and final part of tonight's edition of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. The world is your oyster. With many bus routes offering services late into the evening, from 7pm every day you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South. So whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, on a late shift or just enjoying late night bus rides, visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Express FM, brought to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Uh, very good evening to Dave Byrne on the emails. Good evening, Jake and crew. A solid 4 0 win away from home. And the sort of victory you would expect from an ambitious club. Interesting team selection. I was a bit disappointed not to see Zach Swanson involved in the 18. And I think it will be important to involve the entire squad to keep morale and match fitness high among the group. We need to keep producing and must now be extra on Tuesday night. Our toughest match of the season so far. Consistency is vital for, for teams with promotion ambitions. And with the squad we have now, there can be no excuses, especially at home, which is quite reflective of what you were saying earlier. Uh, Tom, if you're going to win away, you better back it up at Fratton Park. Yes. Uh, a close 1 0 or 2 1 win to set us up for another very winnable match on Saturday against Cheltenham. Play up on Pete, Dave on the emails. Um, Tom, just upon reflection on that, we haven't really touched upon it yet. Zach Swanson, Riley Towler, Ben Stevenson, uh, three big names not included within the even ma- the match day 18 mm. on Saturday. And that is purely down to selection decision from John Basile. None of them, is, as far as we're aware, are, in- are injured yep. or upset anyone. That is purely a reflection of how deep this squad is with, with just quality using from it and you do feel sorry for Riley Towler, Zach Swanson and Ben Stevenson particularly Zach Swanson after the display at Forest Green yeah man of the match performance on a Tuesday night and a goal normally guarantees you a starting position yeah. doesn't it but not this time round and uh, yeah I think it's it drives the standards to have such fierce competition team morale sorry morale and <laughs> just everything about the squad at the moment seems to be really high yeah. and you're you're kind of yeah, yes, I'm. I was very surprised. Riley Taylor got off the coach, and I, I thought he'd be involved in in the matchday squad at least. Um, I was also su- surprised by Swanson, and we were talking during the break that, you know, how are you going to keep everyone happy? And, you know, professional footballers, athletes are never going to be happy sat bench warming in, in their heart of hearts. But and and we also said if the likes of Riley Taylor, Zach Swanson, if they're sat at the end of the yeah. season with a Pompey promotion to their name, are they going to be too? worried about not playing at Leighton Orient probably not I know it's it's still an if and, and we were talking about keeping our feet on the ground about promotion already this season but you know th- there it's going to be immaterial in the end if, if, to, if today if the season is a positive has a positive outcome to it I don't think they're going to be too fast what do you reckon Bomb? <laughs> You've, it's a tough to keep. You've got, like you said, the word there. You've got to keep the morale high, haven't you? Mm. You you've got players that want to play. But if if you can keep the wins coming, then you hope that that's enough just to keep yeah. everyone happy. Yeah. The prospect of a winner's medal, <laughs> and 
and, and the success that will come with the, the end of the season that we're, we're all really, really hoping for. Uh, congratulations to Reagan Paul, Marlon Pack for being involved in the uh, Football League paper um, Skybet League One team of the day of the weekend. John Massino also scooping top boss uh, in the Football League paper um, like League that. One team of the day on Saturday. So fantastic for all three involved there. Congratulations also to the Pompey Academy. Also, 4 0 winners of the weekend. Kobe Motto on the score sheet with a brace. Surprise, surprise. He's surprise, awesome. Surprise. Yep. And the Pompey women as well. They did ruin it a little bit though. They weren't 4 0 winners. They had to go one better or two or three better. 7 <laughs> 0 over Swansea City in their final pre season test at Wesley Park yesterday. It would have been 4 0 at one point though. So exactly. We'll so <laughs> yep. like, let the side down. But no, congratulations on 7 0. Fantastic victory in the final pre season test. They, of course, take on um, next Sunday in the first uh, league match of the season at Wesley Park 2 o'clock kickoff. we'll have uh, Eric Colborn on the show this Friday to, to preview that one but first we now preview the Pompey men's third league match of the campaign Exeter City make the uh, relatively short trip down to Fratton Park tomorrow night and Kirsty Roxanne has been taking a little bit more of a look into the opposition the games are coming thick and fast now the new season has begun and Pompey will be looking to secure back-to-back wins when they take on Exeter City on home soil Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Saturday's 4-0 romp over Leighton Orion marked the Blues' first win of the 2023-24 League One season. Coming just days after they claimed their spot in the second round of the Carabao Cup with a 3-1 win at Forest Green Rovers. But after two away days in the space of a week, it's time to return to Fratton Park for a double header of home fixtures, starting with the midweek meetings with the Grecians. Let's take a closer look at them now. Manager. Former Hibernian, Celtic and Wigan Athletic defender Gary Caldwell is the man in charge of Exeter. The 41-year-old, who has also capped 55 times at senior level for the Scotland national team, was appointed as the Grecian's boss in October of last year. Caldwell began his managerial career at Wigan in April 2015, just two months after retiring as a player with the club. He succeeded Malky McKay at the helm with the Latics sat 23rd in the championship with just five games remaining. He then had short stints in charge of Chesterfield and Patrick Thistle before being unrevealed as Matt Taylor's successor at St James's Park, where he has since won 12 out of the 36 competitive matches as Exeter's boss. One to watch. 24-year-old Sam Bay is one to keep an eye on this time round. The forward who wears a number 10 shirt for the Grecians signed for the club on a three-year deal for an underclosed fee from MK Dons back in July 2021. He has since claimed 23 goals from 71 competitive outings in Exeter's colours. Numbay has yet to find the back of the net this season, but has featured heavily for Gary Caldwell's side, for whom on the opening day of the campaign away at Wickham, he missed a penalty in the ninth minute of the match. Top scorer. Scottish forward James Scott is currently Exeter's leading scorer this season. The 22-year-old striker has found the back of the net twice, scoring one on the opening day and one in the first round of the Carabao Cup last week. Scott joined the Grecians in January of this year following his release from Hull City, where he had made 36 appearances in all competitions across two years with the club. For Exeter, the former Motherwell youth prospect dons the number 11 shirt. Current form. Like the Blues, Exeter City are unbeaten across all competitions so far this campaign, with two wins and one draw to their name. Their stalemate, however, came in their most recent match, which ended goalless with Blackpool at St James's Park on Saturday. Prior to that, the Grecians followed up a 3-0 victory away at Wickham on the opening day of the League One season, with a 2-1 comeback win over Crawley Town in the Carabao Cup. Last time out between these two sides, it was Portsmouth who prevailed with a 2-0 league win at PO4, 
Marlon Pack and Joe Morrell on target in Jomacino's first game in charge back on January 21st. So will it be back-to-back league victories for Pompey when they host Exeter City under the Fratton Park floodlights? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Thank you to Kirsty for that insight into Exeter City, of course, Pompey's opponents at Fratton Park tomorrow evening, 8 o'clock kickoff, due to it being selected for Sky Sports coverage. Pompey Live returns from 7 o'clock. Graham and Baffin's on the text got in touch after little game time together in pre-season. We've got off to a great start. Once this team has gelled, they'll be hard to stop winning. Automatic promotion is a realistic aim. Graham from Baffin's, thank you very much uh, for getting in touch tonight. Marcus Deacons with a score prediction. Good evening, guys. Going for a 3-0 win for the Blues to well and truly put the curse of Sky to bed. Play at Pompey. Thank you, Marcus, for getting in touch. And Steve on Facebook is going for a, uh, a tight 2-1 victory for the Blues tomorrow night. Score prediction time now for both Barney and Tom. We'll start with Tom. Extra uh, City at home. Yes. I think tougher than we might expect. Mm-hmm. I think Saturday will be easier. Um, I'll go for a uh, the exact same as last time. John Messina's first game in charge. Probably even pack them around on the score sheet. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? 2 0 Pompey for me tomorrow, Jake. Mr. 4 0 written all over it himself. has gone for a 2 0 win. Barney, what do you reckon? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for a repeat of the, the last time we played Exeter on TV at Fratton Park. Oh. Uh, the Papa John semi final. 3 yes. 2, uh, I think, is going to be my prediction. I think they've got, they, they've got some goals in them. They come yeah. out flying. Uh, for anyone that's seen their, their game against Wickham on the opening day of the season, they went at Wickham. Mm really quick out of the blocks two goals in four minutes um, I see us going behind so maybe a repeat of the Bristol game same circumstance I hope 3-2 Pompey I'll go for that as well 2-1 down with minutes to go 3-2 Pompey all of the unmissable action of that one at Fratton Park tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock here on Express FM all the unmissable action this is Pompey Live Portsmouth picked up their first league win of the season on Saturday in emphatic fashion. Yengi steps up and scores the other way, rolls it to the goalkeeper's right. Four goals for Portsmouth for Cassini Yengi. Four today for Portsmouth. Next up, they take on Exeter in League One once more. Join us for all of the unmissable action Tuesday from 7. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. That's right, all of the unmissable action tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock live from Fratton Park. Pompey take on Exeter City in the third match of this new League One campaign. Big thank you to both my guests tonight, Tom Chappell. Thank you very much for coming on. Have a great evening. Thank you, I will do. And uh, I missed Little Reese's birthday last time I was on the show. So big happy birthday for last week for Little Reese. And I missed Barney's birthday when it was as well, which was terrible of me. So happy bad birthday. at missing, yeah, bad yeah. at missing birthdays. Happy birthdays all around to everyone who has <laughs> birthday is today. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom. Barney, thank you very much. Pleasure as always. Yeah, pleasure for having me. Disappointed I didn't get my hat-trick ball, but, you know, it is what it is. Your hat-trick ball? Yeah, it's my third time on the show. Where's is my it? hat-trick ball? Oh, it's outside. We'll, we'll, we'll get it for you. Nice yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> you think I'm joking, but it's a football outside. <laughs> big thank you to Tom and Barney for, for coming in tonight. Uh, big apology to Jeff Harris as well, but when you win 4-0, Sorry, you've Jeff. got to get the 4-0 right on over it on bo- uh, boys on. Jeff will be on on the 28th of August. That is Bank Holiday Monday, so you can bet your bottom dollar. The game before that will also so be a 4-0 victory and we'll have to bump Jeff, Jeff off again now that won't be happening but thank you very much to my two guests tonight cheers to everyone who got in touch on the social media platforms and of course thank you to everyone who just tuned in this evening as well Jeff and Ada right up next after the news at 7 with the Soft Rock Show but until next time Pompey fans have yourself a fantastic evening have a great week and I'll see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock good night and play at Pompey <laughs>